What is up, people, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot to get to on today's show. If you like DC, this is the show for you because a lot of our news today is focused on DC. A lot of different nuggets coming out regarding their movies, regarding the future of their television. Um, a lot of stuff happening. So we got, you know, we talked, talked about a couple weeks ago how Marvel and, and especially Avengers are kind of just as engulfed the whole superhero movie um talk for the last two or three months really since black panther so now uh things are starting to slow down and dc i think strategically now starting to come out with some interesting news over the course of the last week or so so we're gonna get to a lot of that on this show um let's get right to it because we got a lot to get to joining me are my co-hosts i'll start with shamari stewart shamari you were out last week Mm -hmm. so you did not uh catch our conversations about a lot of things especially regarding um supergirl uh, but uh, you're here now, and uh, what's up, dude? Uh, not much, man. I mean, we just uh, got done watching Cloak and Dagger, getting ready for this show. Um, which I mean, I'm sure we all have a lot to say about Cloak and Dagger. Uh, and there's a lot of very interesting, some some weird, some crazy news for DC coming up. So look forward to talking about that. Kendall joins us as well. And you were here last week, so no excuse for not being caught up to speed. Yeah, Shamari, you know, I, I told EJ on the show last week that maybe I should get your paycheck. <laughs> you were here. Uh, yes, a, a paycheck of zero dollars is still zero yeah, dollars, so you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, you mentioned how there was mostly DC news. Uh, we also got this, I think Marvel sensed that DC was taking all the uh, headlines, so we decided to leak some Avengers promo art. That may or may not be real, but all signs point to it actually being real. Um, that features all the characters that we expected to be in Avengers 4, uh, minus Okoye. Um, so, uh, not shocking, um, but I don't know. thought it was interesting. What did you make of the art, Shamar? Um, I think the, the art, it looks, uh, well, it's very good art, first of all, but... The, I mean, the thing that stands out the most is the Hulk. The fact that the Hulk is involved, and the fact that he, he's in any kind of suit yeah. is the biggest takeaway there, for me. There's been some speculation. Maybe the Hulk is this, you know, Professor Hulk character where he's smart and he has some sort of suit or something like that. Um, there's been some speculation that this confirmed the time travel stuff because I think Captain America's suit looks a little uh, old, old school you know, Cat and, you know, Black Widow's got her red hair. Yeah, some of the other characters uh, don't look like they've been in t- time traveling. So, uh, just some of the little nuggets that have been taken away from that. I'll be honest, I don't know if this is a not the greatest res picture, or maybe it was taken from a screen. I, I don't think this art looks that good. Well, of course, it's very low quality. Like, right. just in terms of and maybe, yeah, but I, part of me thinks, okay, if the, even if this was better quality, what I think is great, I do not that thrilled with it, honestly. I don't know why they do concept art. I mean, I'm sure from like. I mean, uh, I think it's supposed to get rile up the fans and you know get people excited. Uh, I mean, the most interesting thing I agree is Hulk suit. Um, but to me, I mean, Black Widow looks very weirdly photoshopped. I think her face, especially. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, I think just the positioning of everybody. I think it's kind of a weird photo. I'm just not a fan of it. It does, this movie will essentially most likely be fire. I'm just saying this promo art they didn't intentionally does not do it for me. Yeah, it's the reason why this joint was leaked. I don't think I don't. You're saying they intentionally. I actually don't think this was supposed to get out because I don't think this looked good. 
I don't know. I mean, I th- I think it's well. I'm not an artist. Right. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure like the artist yeah. who worked on this is like all right, guy. Yeah, right. Who can't um, probably write a, a regular circle? I mean, I I mean, I do. I am reading comics now. Um, this is better than most of the most of the comic book art that I've been I've been seeing. I, I still think it's very good. Um, I mean, we've seen better concept art. Yeah. I mean, there are artists out there that do better fan art. But I still think this is pretty high quality. We need boss logic on the uh, <laughs> on the Marvel concept. Speaking of boss logic, I, I don't. We don't have a lot of times. So I don't want to go too much on tangent. But did you hear that uh, Snyder casted uh, Joe Maginello as Deathstroke because of art he saw for Boss Logic? Really? Mm. Yes. Wow. Fascinating. Who, who, who said this? Snyder. I, Snyder. I want to say it was Joe. Actually, I think Joe was at like his own panel, and he said. Oh, I don't know if it was Snyder. I think it might have been Johns and uh, Johns and someone else. Maybe it was Johns and Snyder. I don't know. But it was Jeff Johns and someone else saw the art. And that's why they 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 called of him. him. Yeah, and he essentially got the offer immediately. Yeah. Look, I mean, as, concept as, art definitely has an impact. Yeah, he looks great, as a so fan, it makes sense from that regard. It's still a little surprising that like when you see you like concept art, like that's my guy. When you see both logics concept art, there are times where he does just pick a random actor. And you're like, yeah. this makes so much sense. When you see them as the person, so I mean, look, boss logic, keep doing your thing, man. We yeah. gotta get boss logic on the show somehow. Yeah, I mean, how does like DC or Marvel not like just That's like, what I'm wondering. cut him like why they haven't tried to, to check that Berlanti guy, which we'll talk about soon to just do their art because he's he, right. to me he's the best. I mean, they, the best in the I mean, world. they they need, have a lot of concept art people, right? For sure. So maybe he likes maybe he's getting money from other people right he i mean being maybe being yeah. an independent being a freelance artist you know you can kind of write you can you know set your own parameters yeah. and your yeah. workflow and things like that so I, I get it from his standpoint just as popular as he's gotten that's a little surprising to me anyway let's get back uh to the main points of today's show and we're going to start the show talking about jared leto um leading his own joker spinoff movie this is fairly shocking news it happened earlier this week because we heard about various different ideas of what they were going to do with the Joker. We heard that it was going to be uh, a Tom Phillips Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. That was going to be set scrap. Uh, in the past. I, as far as we're concerned, I've not heard <laughs> it being scrapped. Um, then there was, okay, well, Jared Leto's going to be in another movie, but it'll actually be Joker versus Harley Quinn, which even that title seemed a little was weird. Joker and Harley Quinn or Joker versus? Well, yeah, the first was Joker, was Joker and, but then the, they started saying it was going to be Joker versus yeah. Harley Quinn. So, I don't see. I don't care. Follow all this stuff. Yeah, I do. Lot, we do a, a weekly of, show. Now. A, lot of, a lot of developments with this stuff, so it's all very confusing. Uh, part of me wonders if this is still that movie, but nonetheless, to what's That's getting out now is that Joker will be the lead in a spinoff film. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like one. And you know what? Here's what I'll say. I think Jared Leto's Joker was more well received than we think. I think I think none of us really liked him in the Suicide Squad. I mean, I was fine with him. I was fine with him. Too. Okay, so I just was. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly, I'm the one who doesn't know because <laughs> people on the show thought he was fine. I did, thought he was not good. I, and I don't I, think. I, I, I think there's I think there's a loud contingent that keeps saying he wasn't good, but I don't know if that's the majority. I think the contingent is also maybe your almost hardcore hardcore fans who didn't like him. I think that anyone else who's not that into superheroes, like maybe us, I'm not saying you guys aren't right. like as me. I'm just saying in general. I feel like you have to be. I've part been, of I'm part of that like rabid group 
who's super into superheroes i was like that joker was lame and that's a small group and i think maybe this is for me trying to think of why dc would do dc would do strategically i think they look at someone like jared leto who's big time i think they look at that character who's one of the more iconic characters in comic books and they look at his portrayal which i think while that movie was bad i i think they think it's a plus and maybe even i'm wrong in thinking that it was a plus for them so money will be there the big name will be there the big name villain will be there why not try to do this i mean i think that jared leto's joker was for the most part fairly well received um I think there are people on both extremes. Though I have to say, I didn't see many people that said they loved Jared Leto. For the most part, the most you could probably say for people was, "I wish I would have seen more." I don't think any, I didn't yeah, no one was saying. No one was saying this guy was better. Yeah, than yeah, no yeah, no, oh, yeah, no, no, no legend comparisons. Yeah. But like, no one was saying like, "I love this." guy. I don't think I really ever saw that. I saw a lot of people that said they liked it. Yeah, but I didn't anyone hear anyone say this Joker just blew, took stole the movie, blew the, the movie out of the way. Yeah, he wasn't in it that much. So there wasn't much to go off of. Um, I mean, I think if there was a Joker that you can kind of do this type of movie with, it would be this Joker because he's kind of like a gangster Joker. So you can kind of have, have a gangster angle right. with it. Um, because otherwise, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to see a Joker movie. You're just going to be laughing, doing crazy stuff the whole movie, yeah. doing weird <laughs> stuff the whole movie. Like, I don't <laughs> think I want to see that. You know, or you need the supporting cast to kind of help carry the movie, right? For a Joker, and I don't, then at that point, is it even a Joker movie? Hey, so, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about the Joker movie in concept, but if there was a Joker that you'd be able to do this with, it probably would be this Joker. For me, I, I mean, I, I, I was fine with with uh, Leto's performance in Suicide Squad. I thought he was all right. Again, I can't say he was great because he wasn't in the movie that much, but I would have liked to have seen more of him in that movie. I would have liked to have seen more of him than Enchantress, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think everybody agrees with that. And Or like to see Jar Jar Binks instead of Enchantress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like, with that being said, he didn't, and that Suicide Squad movie, nobody in that Suicide Squad movie, Sam's maybe... Margot Robbie, maybe Will Smith, deserves their own movie. I mean, Will Smith doesn't deserve his own movie. Margot Robbie probably doesn't, but if they're trying to do this pushing Harley Quinn thing, you can sell me on it. But um, Jared Leto didn't do anything in that movie to say we're going to make a second Joker movie centered around Jared Leto, and he's going to be the producer and the creative guy behind it. I mean, maybe they maybe they just have a lot of faith in Jared Little's talent, but and look, we don't know the story yet. We don't know the title. We don't know if it is solely a Joker movie. Maybe, like EJ said, maybe it is still that Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Maybe it's maybe they're combining Deadshot and Joker. I mean, I, I think that would be an idea that would make sense if you're uh, Warner Brothers. But if it's just Joker, if it's Joker just doing stuff. You know, or Joker pitting against some random villain. Uh, I also think there's a chance maybe it's another Batman villain that he's feuding with, or like Shamari said, maybe some crime thing in Gotham where there are multiple Batman villains and he's, you know, we're following his perspective. Maybe that could work, but this just seems like a losing idea if you're Warner Brothers, because 
obviously they're they're the theme right now going on at Warner Brothers where they want to be very villain centric. We're getting two Joker movies. We're getting this Gotham City Sirens. We were supposed to get a Gotham City Sirens movie. I don't know what's going on with Harley Quinn. She has like three movies. Now. I don't know what movie she's even gonna be Harley in. Getting her own show. Yeah, she's got her own show. Obviously, you know we've got the Justice League after credit scene. They're they're pushing the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Suicide Squad. I don't know why they don't put them in like one movie. Uh, maybe it could be a little messy. They tried that with Suicide Squad. But like, I don't know why we don't do a Legion of Doom movie. Like, put Lex Luthor. Joker, Harley Quinn, whoever else you want to put, all these characters you want to give their own movie to, Deadshot and Deathstroke, make it a Legion of Boom, Legion of Boom, Legion of Doom movie. That would be my idea, but I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing right now with half these movies. And again, most of these movies I don't know if you are even going to come out. You know, like if whatever movie's next for Warner Brothers outside of Aquaman, if it's or outside of Shazam, also. If those movies don't do well, they're going to have less confidence in yeah. Joker, Birds of Prey is going to be important. I mean, I, I just don't want to see two Joker movies. That's Makes another no thing sense. for me. Well, yes. you're in the wrong place, Yeah, Mario. I mean, I mean you're in the wrong kind place. of like Obi-Wan, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, why are we getting two Joker movies? We haven't even gotten a Batman movie. It goes back to the same thing that I keep saying, you know, but we haven't even gotten a Batman movie. Well, you We're talking about two Joker movies. And you mentioned Batman. Two, di- two, think, two Joker movies with different Jokers. Right. You mentioned, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned Batman. And I think that leads to, I think, the elephant in the room that we haven't discussed, really, is the idea of doing a Joker movie that it appears either won't have Batman or he'll be a very small role, at least the way I would imagine it. I don't know how you say you're doing a standalone Joker movie as this is being reported by Variety. And it, but uh, actually, Batman's in it, and it's still Batman involved. Like, I, I, it seems like this is going to be something that's off the beaten path of what they've done before, and that I think does present prevent a little bit present a little bit of a challenge because we know I think people are so familiar with that Joker um, Batman. Batman relationship that I think that in Suicide Squad they had a chance to get away with it because people were so synonymous with the Batman Harley relationship. Well, if it's just Joker. Uh, who is he playing off of to where I think we kind of can look at this relationship and be, oh, this is a really good dynamic that's happening. Um, re, uh, the, just, the DC Rebirth did a storyline in the Batman comics uh, that was excellent. Uh, war of, of the, a war, the War of Joker and Riddles between uh, Riddler and Joker. Essentially, uh, those two men wanted to take over Gotham as the crime, as the crime boss and they all hell broke loose for like a month and it was really well told tom king is one of the best writers we have in comic books right now i i I think you guys are right in that it will probably be joker pitted against another batman villain for me to make sense then the question for me is going to be if you do a story like that even in that story which was heavily centered on joker and riddler batman was still very involved so, yeah. and what, what, like, how do you have a Joker story and it's not a prequel, like the Tom Phillips story, where Batman is just, he's just, he's letting Joker just kill people and just do whatever. He's just, all right, I'm too busy with the Justice League. Like, that's the part that I don't quite understand and I won't know until I get more plot details. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just, I was kind of just hoping Batman would be in the movie. Uh, Batman not being in the movie at all would significantly 
affect my faith in the movie. But to me, if Batman's in a Joker movie, shouldn't it be called Batman? That's what I'm saying. I almost don't <laughs> like that's that's the, the thing. That's what makes it so, so like, weird. It'd be like, why are we telling the story from Joker's perspective? Yeah, they're just trying to milk Joker. They're trying to keep Leto happy. Leto didn't like that he was being suicide. That's what I don't. Get. I totally don't think get. you're right about that, Sham. I agree 100. percent Yeah, and that's what I don't get. I I agree with that also, and I'm like. But if you're Warner Brothers, like, Leto was fine, but, like, I don't think, like, I wasn't losing my mind that Leto was out of the picture for a while, and then there were rumors, oh, he may not show up again. Be like, boo-hoo. Well, look, it's clear with what we've seen with Whedon and Snyder, and then with Berlanti this week, and with Leto, and with someone like Ben Affleck, Warner Brothers clearly values some talent more than others. So, clear, like... They clearly valued Berlanti more than they valued Zack Snyder. Right. They clearly valued Leto more than they valued Ben Affleck, the way he's been dangling in the wind like this. Or Ray Fisher, also we'll get to later. <laughs> so so there are clearly talents that they have that they say, okay, these people are indispensable, and we need to work around them. And if they're not happy, we need to fix it. And other people, when they're not happy or they, do, they don't perform, they, just throw them, they either dismiss them or throw them to the side. Right. I think that clearly, I think we all, I'm glad we all agree on that because that's the point I wanted to bring up. I totally think that uh, Leto was like your LeBron James talking about how, you know, yeah, I mean, I might you know, need some help or I might have to look elsewhere, basically. Yeah. yeah. He definitely, I think, with the way he he had an aggressive campaign after, and that's what I would call it, a campaign after Suicide Squad talking about how, you know, he don't know if he can come back, if this is going to be the role he's going to have. Yeah, it's not what he signed up was, for. Yeah. Like, he made it very clear things need to change in order for him to stay on. And the idea that now he has his own movie that was not discussed, that tells me that he won whatever power struggle that he was willing to fight for. My question, I think all of our questions are, is he worth it? And even if he's not worth it, is a Joker story that doesn't involve Batman worth it? On the surface, I would say definitely not. But with movies... You never you really, really know. You never really Because someone could just write a Grand Slam story that you could have never thought of, and you could be like, look, I didn't think on paper this made sense, but this was incredible. What, what headline? Like, like, like Guardians of the Galaxy. What what Hollywood Reporter headline is worse for DC? And this is what they're looking at. Jared Leto's getting his own movie that he's producing for the Joker, or Jared Leto leaves Warner Brothers, leaves DC, and is out of the DCEU. I still think, I still think number two, honestly. Yeah, probably. Right, you know, and that's what they saw. Uh, now nah, I think they had to have taken that hit in the media. I think that would have been better off for them. It would have been cheaper. I agree. It would have been not a waste of time. Because I think the Joker movie is going to be a waste of time. Even trying to do one is going to be a waste of time. Because um, I think they're overrating people's thirst for a I Joker movie. Totally agree with that as well. Like if your movies aren't good, people aren't going to go out to see a Joker movie. Now if this was made by Marvel, people would go see it. Anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. But for DC, they're going to be people are going to be a lot more selective going forward. Just like with Star Wars, people are going to be a lot more selective. Yeah, they they can't just be putting out any movie. They've got to be smart, and this doesn't feel like a smart bet having two Joker movies. One of them's not going to do well. Just off of yeah, just I'm yeah, not going to see a different whole, Joker. Movie. Even the logistics yeah. of that, like fans being like, okay, so this is not that same Joker, right? Like you know, like even that's weird. I don't know. I agree. I, I feel like this is a character they've done several times. I don't know if there is this clamoring to have this much Joker 
but clearly this is the route that DC decided to go in. But let's uh let's move on to some more DC news. Let's talk about some plot leaks that came out on Reddit. So obviously when you have anything on Reddit, you gotta take it with uh I think a grain would be like I think I would say like a whole pound of salt. Although very interesting. Uh what I talked about last week, the whole X Men leaks. Mm-hmm. Um Jason Inman from Collider was saying on Collider Heroes that he had heard the similar he had heard from somebody that seen those text screenings like in February uh, some details and the details lined up with what came out on Reddit. Okay. So he said everything that we heard about X-Men Dark Phoenix is likely true. Last week I was saying I don't buy it. So that's, that's, that's good news for me. That's good news for me. <laughs> um, but DC did have some leaks come out on Reddit. Again, we don't know the, vera- the veracity of them or the, the I guess the, the how, how true these leaks can possibly be. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about them anyway because this is the kind of show we do. And I think the major headline from these leaks was the Green Lantern Corps uh, news, which was, I think, surprising a lot of people. It's a movie that a lot of people, like, DC has mentioned about, talked about every other movie in the under the sun. You talked about Deadshot. You talked about Harley Quinn, Lobo. I mean, we've got all these different people. Even back in the day, we were talking about Booster Gold. I mean, there was a lot. Yeah, and Blue Beetle. Yeah, and Blue Beetle. I mean, all of these different movies. And, I, and then we knew the, the, the Green Lantern Corps from the beginning was in that picture, but we've gotten zero, zero details about what they're trying to do with that. Well, it sounds like we finally got our first details, and they're pretty major. Uh... It seems like DC may be leaning towards uh, going with Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz as the leading roles in the Green Lantern Corps, as opposed to doing a John Stewart or Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner or Guy Gardner, some of the more uh, familiar Earthling Green Lanterns. It seems like they're going to go with uh, Cruz and Baz, who are more newer. If you want to read the rebrand right now, they are the Green Lanterns in their own uh, uh, comic book, and they're kind of a similar to what this movie will essentially be a buddy cop kind of situation. And the movie plot is that they're trying to find Hal Jordan, who's lost deep in space. Apparently there's kind of like a conflict over who deserves his ring because the ring goes to Jessica, but the sector chooses Baz, and then that kind of becomes a thing. Also, uh, the noting was that Jessica Cruz would be kind of like, she would kind of be the lead, so therefore it'd kind of be more of a female superhero movie. Um... So, Shamari, I toss this to you. What do you make of any of that news? Um, or potential news, if that is the case. Uh, it sounds interesting. I mean, it sounds like they're going a different route than what we would have expected with the Green Lantern Corps. Um, I, it, it sounds good. I don't think, I mean, I mean, you would think that, you know, the, the fan base reaction would be, no, I want John Stewart and Hal Jordan, <laughs> or, or or John Stewart or Hal Jordan or John Stewart and Hal Jordan. But yeah, I'm sure that is the reaction yeah. to you but, <laughs> who are yeah. talking about this. But um, but I don't think this that this is a bad necessarily a bad decision. I think this could go well. I think this is very different. I think this is something, um, that can help this movie stand out. Uh, so so I I think this is a win, and it sounds interesting. It, so, it sounds like a very fascinating story. So, I mean, I'd have to see a trailer or something, but it, it, so, so far, it's, it sounds to me so far so good. What are you kind of? The Green Lantern Corps? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think this is bad news. Uh, I think this spells really bad news. Well, no, I don't say it spells bad news. I mean, I think it's, <laughs> you can make a good movie with anybody, so it's not like, 
you know, is a the, bad Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, if I think it's over, the movie can't be good. Uh, what I will say is I don't believe this. I, I feel nah, like... Wow, so you're... Yeah. You just, I'm Mr. You just, Reddit, yeah. You just sold the whole the thing about Reddit. The validity of Reddit. Just a couple minutes ago, and now you're like, this is not. I don't buy it. You know, we, I feel like we've been hearing too much smoke about, like, you know, Chris McQuarrie, who from Mission Impossible, he wanted to bring Tom Cruise on to be Hal Jordan, possibly... I'm not saying how Jordan, yeah, not Jordan in might the be movie. in the movie. Yeah, They're just true. saying that he's not the lead. I'd heard though it seems recently, like Tom, it'd be surprising Tom Cruise take a role where he's not a lead. Yeah, maybe he wants to check. He's like, yeah. I don't got to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> be in the movie for five minutes. Um, but you know, Sterling K. Brown was talking about maybe I, I talking about campaigning to be Green Lantern. Common's been on like a ten year. Yeah, Common. That'll yeah, never ten happen. year campaign. <laughs> he's he's got to pull the Donald Glover and just be the animated version. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but <laughs> or maybe John Stewart's you know uncle. Uncle, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, nah, but I, I don't know. I feel like this. This just feels unnecessary for DC. Like when people, like people are gonna see John Stewart's Green Lantern. Like I know you want to go Simon Bass. Uh, I mean, the Jessica Cruz, I, I don't know how many people are going to go crazy over Jessica Cruz being Green Lantern. Um, but what I do know is that, like, Jon Stewart would be popular, as we saw with, with Black Panther. You know, I think uh, I think people would come out to see a, a Jon Stewart Green Lantern movie, especially if you casted a real actor as Jon Stewart. Maybe you could do the same with, with Simon Bath. I don't know. But... Um, it just feels, I don't know why they don't do a team of Green Lanterns. Now, that may, like, you can have all of them in the movie. They just, some of them are central characters. And maybe that's what they're I going to I guess my question do. about doing a team is that. They're all with, the same with, power. Right. Like, the X-Men, <laughs> they're very different. You know, the Avengers are very different. Like, you know, like, Suicide Squad is very different. Like, X-Men, like, Green Lanterns is like all, all people. the same. Who just use the same ring? Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I'm sure that of course we all know about Green Lantern. Like your personality, your heart determines like how you use the ring, your imagination. But how many different ways could you use a Green Lantern ring that's going to be exciting for a movie if you're doing right. a team movie? Um, and that's a good point. Uh, I always envision this movie to be a Men in Black type of deal, where you'll have old Hal Jordan, you know, like the Grizzled Vet, and you can bring in a younger. John Stewart, whoever that is, as like the new Green Lantern of Earth, or another Green Lantern of Earth, and they go on some buddy cop type thing. Some, uh, in space. Spy, some kind of into the Spider Verse, similar to that. Yeah, you know, obviously not as young as Miles Morales. Yeah, but like, you know, like a Michael B. Jordan type guy. You know, uh, no. mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, I. I'm not, uh, so, uh, no, I'm here splitting the vote today. I, I actually agree with Shmore. I actually think this could be a really good idea. Um, one, we always talk about diversity, and obviously John Stewart would, would be adding diversity. But still, uh, Jessica Cruz talking about a Latina woman. I don't. We don't have that as a superhero in the movies. That would be she would be the first. So that would be a major step forward. Um, Simon Baz is Lebanese. Uh, we certainly don't have a Middle Eastern uh, hero at the moment, as long as we don't have Black Adam, who would be played by a black man, so that'd be weird. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, that would be, so that would be, so you're talking about diversity in this time and age, that would be a major step forward by DC. So I'd have to give them the credit for at least taking that kind of chance and, 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 and believing in that kind of ideal. 
Uh, so I, I get that part of it. Um, and I also think that, but honestly, and it may seem wrong-headed, but I agree with it. This was their thinking, I think, because of uh, the popularity of Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds. I think that that how Jordan character is always going to be connected to that flop, and when you consider DC has not exactly been hitting home runs, I don't know if I want to take a risk on a Hal Jordan and still not get it right again, and people be like, "Oh, just just like that Ryan Reynolds." Like, you know, they, I can imagine whoever playing that role and the memes being out saying, "All we need to do is just get this guy in a Deadpool costume; he can revive his career." Like, those memes kind of write themselves. So I think if you're going to do something, think very outside the box. I'm sure that their idea initially was. Something like a buddy cop movie, which still with with Hal Jordan and John Sears still would have been outside the box. So I, I think that this is probably an idea that's kind of uh, grown since the first time we heard anything about this movie, and seems like we haven't heard anything since. I think now this is probably closer to the iteration that they're considering. I also agree. I don't think this is a done deal, I and mean, they're still thinking about ways to do this. But I certainly feel like um, they're considering this, and I don't mind it at all because I also feel like the Green Lantern is a character, unlike Batman, unlike Superman. Unlike The Flash, where I don't think his secret identity means that much to people, to general public. To us, yes, who that person is behind the mask is important. But I think overall, I think a lot of people really don't know much about the Green Lantern. So if the Green Lantern was a woman or a, a Lebanese man, I, I people would be like, I'm sure you're all right, people would be like, oh, this is an outrage. But around, outside of that, I think people wouldn't, they would be like, oh, okay, whatever. I've only saw him as a white dude, but. And then one black guy that they show every now and then. But, I mean, whatever. Let's just watch it. Maybe it'll be good. So, I think this. if there's any character you want to really take a major um, chance and kind of think did that really outside the... Well. That's true. Because he's another guy where yeah. King Arthur could be anybody. He doesn't have to be a blonde-haired white man. He could be He could be anybody. He's just some guy in Atlantis. Uh, so, this is the character, I think, of all of the, the major DC pillar characters that you could do anything you want with it with the origin you can make it your own person i think literally and it wouldn't be that big a deal as long as the story is good so i actually think this is the the comic book nerd in me is like i would like to have seen a cool hal or john but i'm almost totally fine with this and then do they cross over to the justice league because now we have two characters that in the justice no... league in the justice league they're both in the justice league yeah i mean you know this is like, like you're trying to you know I mean, we got so much history with Hal Jordan and John Stewart, you know, and you have two Green Lanterns, and you're like, we're part, gonna go with the two that. But part me, part me likes that they're running away from anything they did in that terrible like, like imagine, Green Lantern movie. Imagine you know? if, this like, is a whole different. Forget the Sinestro stuff. Forget like I like that that that. And I'm not saying it's a tired old story, but it's just a story that like if you know the comics, you've seen fresh. a zillion times. They're just like, right. yo, run away from that completely. Let's do something totally different. Yeah, I respect you know, that. Parallax. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that disaster. Yeah, you know, like, but yeah, I mean, I I agree with EJ. Like, I think I feel like this could be something. It's fresh. It's new. I mean, yeah, you know, we, you know, you know, it. We know John Stewart, so we'd be more like excited to speculate and be like, oh, are they gonna do this? What are they gonna do with that? Oh, this is like the Justice League show. This is like the Justice League thing. It's like you know, but like, listen, sometimes you gotta change things up. Sometimes you gotta do something new. You gotta add something new, something fresh. You know, you know, it, and it makes things exciting because you don't, you have no idea what to expect. 
people that read a million, like EJ was saying, people that read a million comics would be like, oh, this is that Hal Jordan story. So this is what's going to happen. It's like, no, like, this is something totally new. You don't know what's going on. You don't know their vi- main villain. Right. Like you just saying, oh, the Sinestro's, when is Sinestro going to show up? <laughs> just waiting for Sinestro. And it's like, no, like, we don't know who's going to show up. Right, right, right. So, yeah, like, I think that's, uh, I think this is a good, uh, I think this is a good decision. Uh, there's a very rich man at Warner Brothers now, and his name is Greg Berlanti. Did you want to go through the other stuff? Oh, I'm sorry. Real quickly. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a lot of stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, he is a very rich man. Um, yes, <laughs> he is a very rich man. He, he, he probably was before. Yes, he was before, and he is now, and you'll learn about it in a second. But quickly, uh, I'll give you both of the last two topics. I know we do want to move quickly. Um, Cyborg's future with, uh, with, uh, DC seems uncertain. Yeah, Ray Fisher's out. Ray Fisher is reportedly unhappy with what's happened to him. He was not happy with his role in Justice League. That actually was a little surprising to me. I actually thought that he wasn't that bad, but he wasn't very happy with it. Um, there doesn't seem to be many plans for him moving forward. He's not in The Flash. He's not going to be in his own movie now, apparently. So... And then there's a Doom Patrol show happening, which we talked about a lot, that's going to have a cyborg. We saw a new cyborg. We've seen the uh, you know, the people trying to uh, audition, so it's not going to be him. So he seems completely out. I mean, I don't know what the future is for him. And the fact that he's unhappy suggests that he's not been told anything about his future. And also, um, it seems like DC may be looking at a rebranding this summer, and it may come in the form of Comic-Con, where they make this announcement. New logo, uh, new title of the studio, all that could be shared within, no more a couple, Detective Comics? within a month. Huh? No more Detective Comics? No, DCEU, not the oh, movies. Okay. I was like, DC? No, no, like, no, new no. title, do everything? Like, no, they just did rebrand and New 52, no. Please don't tell me they didn't rebrand for that. No, I'm talking about the movies. Yeah, no, uh, more, no more DCEU. Whatever it would be called, it would be something different. Okay. DC Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They did that. <laughs> DCU. Uh, DC film. Nah, I don't know. Lucasfilm. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, of course, I, I feel bad for Ray Fisher. <laughs> it's very unfortunate news. I mean, I would, I, I, I like you, I didn't hate Ray Fisher. I feel like his role was pretty minor for the most part. I mean, I feel like any problems with I had with Cyborg weren't weren't his fault. So we're not getting a Cyborg movie. <laughs> That's not happening. Yeah, you know, I feel like any issues I had with Cyborg, it wasn't Ray Fisher. You know, it was it was the writing and some of the weird the scenes, CGI, and stuff, yeah. him being in a hoodie and stuff. Yeah, like I think like that's covering his robot face. You know, like <laughs> stuff red like eyes beaming right yeah, out of the thing. So so yeah, like I don't know. It's unfortunate that they're just kind of putting him to the side. If this is to be believed. Uh, that they're just kind of just putting him to the side, and not doing anything with Cyborg. Right. Kind of, I mean, it, I didn't want all this stuff with Cyborg in it. It would make, yeah. I feel like they should have gradually included him. They should have done Teen Titans. Yeah, in like the Teen Titans, and then if you want to add him to the Justice League later, you do that. Um, but they didn't. They, they tried didn't. to do a rush job. They were throw like, him in Justice League. <laughs> we're gonna do the opposite of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. Uh, Cyborg, this makes sense considering the whole Doom Patrol thing that was bizarre about him being like a main part, main portion of that and Titans. That seemed that made no sense at the time, but now it makes some sense. Um, you know, I was talking about uh, they talked about Affleck is uh, uh, in talks to return that he needs money because hold the war stuff. I don't know. Um, uh, they talked about how uh, 
they definitely going to center this Green Lantern movie around Jessica Cruz. Um, uh, what else did they talk about? Uh, is it Affleck kind of now being, you know, back kind of as we don't know what the deal is since Jill Hall is not is going to Marvel. Um, oh, they also talk about Black Adam. Black Adam not in Suicide yeah, Squad too. I'm actually disappointed by that. I thought that could have been good. I know I was on the minority in that. I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, I mean, of course. Part of me wonders if that's like the Rock scheduling, though, because with him, he's so busy. That could literally just be a yeah, scheduling. Yeah. Guy, the guy, he could do yeah, four movies scary. in a year. He's doing like oh, three, man. four movies in I'm a year. You, <laughs> he can't be that busy. He may, he may have seen that Suicide Squad 2 script and been like, oh, I got another. I got another Skyscraper 3. I got to do this Fast and Furious. I do this Fast and Furious spinoff. You're going to have to reschedule. Um,. Also, apparently, there's an idea that the Snyder cut could possibly still come out if DC, if Snyder's film company decides to foot the bill to finish the movie. Which I don't know. Wouldn't that mean he have to like get the actors back? Like, I don't know. Something about that didn't I mean, make any sense. Would that all be post production? I I mean, that's the only thing I'm guessing is that they have to finish. Well, I'm guessing they have the, the filming already. They didn't do a lot of the CGI. So yeah, right. I mean, so. Again, the way, the way he's money. the way he's talking after yeah. hearing this, I, the, I think the chances of us seeing a Snyder cut, if I would have said one percent, I'll say it's like at ten percent. Because you think he wants it. He's talking. He's gotten. I mean, we talked about uh, the the. I mean, I, I, that wasn't him. I know the Maginello thing, but he's been giving out nuggets about this movie. Yeah. Like crazy over the last month. Yeah, like we haven't stuff. We and... haven't covered a lot of it, mm-hmm. but we've covered it now a little bit here and there. But like he's been just spilling like everything about like his ideas behind yeah, what he did with that. Movie. Like the injustice, uh, being injustice being the concept. right exactly, which we did talk yeah, about on the show. So like he's been doing a lot, and it's been a little weird. I didn't get understand really why he was doing. It. I thought maybe he thought there was some weird damage control he could do, but when I keep hearing this, and then now they're saying, oh well, DC's gonna let him do it if he could. Pay it for himself. I see a scenario where this guy puts up like a GoFundMe and somehow we get this movie in a year. Like, again, a small chance. I'd say 10%. But it's just very odd that he seems to be continuing to poke this bear about this movie. And it's like, why? I, I feel like there's a. That people who want this Snyder cut is such a small fraction of people. Why does he keep trying to stoke those flames? Uh, unless he's. I think he's trying to drum important to see is it plausible for me to finish this movie and give it out to the people which also kind of makes it weird that he still got like director credits in the last movie yeah because then like you shouldn't have got no credits for that last movie you should have just been you know it should have just been just josh we didn't <laughs> you say oh actually this is my real movie so um i also feel, i mean i feel bad for ray fisher as well but uh and i i i didn't think he was written the best but i thought when he was actually cyborg that he was okay uh, I think you guys are right. I think that this whole stems from the idea that, you know, Cyborg in Justice League, with no real introduction to him, kind of wasn't, never was never a good idea. It, it wasn't executed well, so I didn't help it. But that it's, it was dead on arrival, and I think sometimes this is what happens honestly when you, when you, when you try to cheaply go after diversity as opposed to really coming up with a real story, um, you know. When CW and out, which is a good example because we're going to Berlanti, you know, came up with uh, when Berlanti and and uh, and the Akils came up with Black Lightning, you know, it wasn't like oh let's get a black show. <laughs> they were like they came up obviously with a story, with an idea, with a concept, 
and they, it kind of clearly came together in a way that made sense, which made that show such aw- such an awesome show. And I feel like with the Cyborg, it, was, it just seemed like we need to get a black guy on this Justice League, and there really was no rhyme or reason other than he was a mother box for him to be in the movie. So when you when you I think when you when you, when you don't give characters due justice, and for lack of a better term, a little Justice League, and and I think you kind of just I don't want to call him a token, but I would think when you kind of go after a token situation and trying to add him into the movie, this is the, these are the results you end up getting. So that's unfortunate for him. Um, I hope that he finds a way to reprise his role in some way because that would suck that of all the people um, who I think he got the worst justice, he would be dialed and fired for it. It wasn't his fault. It was Snyder and the writing in that situation. But again, going back to Berlanti, um, he's a very rich man again. And he probably just cashed another check again, like five minutes ago after I just said it because of how much money he's not making. Warner Brothers inked him to a $400 million deal. That is right, $400 million deal. Uh, he's almost halfway to a billion dollars now just on this contract alone. The contract is a four year deal. So essentially, he's making $100 million a year. The deal is apparently an all cash out deal, which uh, I'm not someone who's great with, like, movie contracts but what it means essentially is that uh while he's making more than like the deal like Shonda Rhimes got with Netflix and other people have gotten recently uh he's not he's not getting any money based on how those shows do on the back end you know so if you're you follow football it's almost like a signing bonus and it's all up front basically right uh so I had one of us just give a guy 400 million dollars it's crazy to me that's money that I can't even imagine but um this guy has done several shows for the Warner Brothers property, um, the Hollywood Reporter listed a bunch of them. Uh, I don't think I have time to list all of them, but they include Arrow, The Flash, Riverdale, uh, and Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, he also has a show on NBC Blind Spot, CBS, God Friended Me. Um, and he's, he's their go-to guy. So I guess from that standpoint, if you consider he's done 14 shows, on six networks and two animated shows. I mean, that's a lot of money he's brought to the company. The question I would have is, is what he's shown, I know you guys watch Riverdale, but we really want to talk about this from a superhero standpoint. As what he's done with the Arrowverse made him worth that kind of check. Recently. Because I think his I think his body of work I would say maybe but I'm talking about what we've seen recently I mean, it's not this my, season. <laughs> it's not my money. So look, Warner Brothers spending <laughs> on Berlanti. I watch their shows. I mean Berlanti. The thing about Berlanti is he's also going to be doing all the streaming service stuff, right? Which is very big for DC right now. Like they're kind of they're kind of hoping that this 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 is like their their uh, Netflix. Their, that's their is their Marvel Netflix. This is what they're doing like to like go up against that. Mm-hmm. And Berlanti's heading the ship, yeah. you know, like he's the one like leading all of this stuff. Apparently, it's mostly just him by himself. So I mean, that's a lot of like they're putting a lot of faith in Berlanti. Um, still four hundred million dollars. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot of money. Lot of I mean, money, Kendall, right? me and Kendall were talking the other day, and he was talking about how he's like, how much does Feige make? If you would have asked me how, how much Kevin Feige makes a year, I would have said ten to fifteen, maybe twenty, and Berlanti, we're talking fifty to a hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy money that's for a this lot guy. Of money, man. 
Now, maybe I'm underrating Feige. Maybe Feige is making 50 or 100. Yeah. Right? But even still, Kevin Feige is making Marvel billions of dollars. Right. Making Disney billions of dollars. Yeah, exactly. Berlanti's not making Berlanti's this kind of money. Right. <laughs> so that that is it's it's a strange number, but Warner Brothers is obviously a very rich company. I'll say this. Um, the focus is on the money with this story, and that's understandable. We see $400 million over four years. But to me, when I then had to do the research and say, okay, how is that even possible? And I saw the amount of shows he was working on. It, I grew very concerned. Because when we see how much the Flash has gone off the rails, kind of feels watered down. When we see um, <laughs> Arrow be very inconsistent, um, it tells me. And then obviously you have a Black Lightning that's a hit. Um, you have a Legends that you know has been a very good show for the last two or three years. But when you see that kind of thing happen, part of me wonders: Is this someone who is delegated, been delegated way too much responsibility? And giving him this money now, then you're basically saying, all right, now here's more responsibility, as you Shamari mentioned with the DC streaming app. So, like, the money, I mean, 14 shows, I I mean, I you might be able to make the case that he's worth $40 million a year, or $400, whatever, $100 million a year if you're doing 14 shows. I mean, that's... At once. At once, basically. Yeah, I mean, that's like no time. What's that? How many, what's, <laughs> what would that be, like, like $10 million a show, basically? You know, like, yeah. somewhere around there? It seems like a lot, but I, that wouldn't surprise me if a producer was making five to ten miles a year to do one show, yeah. and he's doing several. But that many shows, that meant that much, uh, that much preparation that has to go into. I mean, he's a producer; it's not like he's writing every single thing. He's got writers and stuff, but like that much delegating that he has to do now, the, and all the, the traffic, air traffic control of getting, make sure all these things are going off without a hitch. I think that. To me, it made more sense why the Flash looked the way he looked this year. Now, to be fair, he is like Kevin Feige in the sense that he's not making these shows. Sure. Like, he's got the these episodes that are specifically directed by different people. But, like, even, like, you'll have Mark Guggenheim working on Arrow or Andrew Kreisberg formerly working on Flash and Supergirl. Like, you know, Mark Guggenheim working on Lindsay Tomorrow. Like, those guys are, like, in the show doing right. the doing the work, like, Berlanti oversees it, and he knows what's happening, he knows the story, and a lot of it's his vision, but I don't think he works on the de- every little detail of what happened, so that's why he's able to do 14 shows, obviously, I'm not saying that Berlanti's job is easy, but um, at the same time, maybe he has found a way to make time uh, with all these shows, it seems, again, very hard, it seems like he's spread a little thin right now, um, I... The question I have is, if they find Greg Berlanti this valuable, why did they not consider him for their movie universe? So that's a good question, and I can answer that question. Uh, Hollywood Reporter uh, reports that apparently this is the only TV deal because he has a deal still with Fox. He has a movie deal with right. He has a movie deal with 20th Century Fox. Yeah, he just directed another movie. I don't know what happens when. If this Fox, I mean, the Fox is gonna sell their stuff, whether it goes to Comcast or Disney. Who knows? Now he's now he's working for Disney. Well, that wouldn't that be something? Somehow he's now at Marvel. He's releasing a Marvel movie. But like, I mean, for real, like, like I don't know what happens in a couple of weeks. But apparently, or a couple of months. But apparently, that's the situation. Is that he has moved deal with Fox, so therefore, this is why he's only done. I think we've kind of we've talked about that before. Like we've kind of talked about why Valenti kind of hasn't been in the fold with 
the DCEU. Maybe at one time. Like, I haven't thought about it in a while. I, it hasn't been recent, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, but, I mean, we've, we, it's been, that's not the first time that question has been broached on this show. Now it's, makes, it seems to me make more sense because we're like, well, he's got 400 million. Why didn't you give him another job to save your freaking movie? Maybe that's why we haven't uh, seen franchise. any crossovers between those characters. That's why we won't, I don't think. You know, because some people are like, why don't we just get Oliver Queen and Stephen Amell on Injustice League? Right. You know, and Barry Allen, Grant Gustin, or Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. Uh, that makes some sense now. Obviously, you can't if he can't be credited in those movies. Then and those are people characters he created. He created. Yeah. He's not gonna just let them just use them. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting a, a check for it, as we've seen. He likes his money. Yeah, uh, but controlling these shows. <laughs> but at the end of the day, shout out to Berlanti. I mean, again, I like to see anybody and get paid. So getting a four hundred million dollar deal with the what stuff he's doing, he's giving us this comic book uh, look, content. Like so he is, said, this is great for him, and I'm happy for him. If he, the question was if he is he worth this money, mm-hmm. all these shows. I mean, not all he does fourteen, but a lot of these shows are extremely popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, obviously shows that we talk about. I mean, CW's um, built their network around, around him. him. Yeah, it's the this, Berlanti you know? network. Yeah. yeah, basically, any popular show they have is Berlanti. Is on basically it. Berlanti, yeah. uh, besides Supernatural <laughs> and yeah. the One Hundred. So, um, I mean, Riverdale's probably the most popular show they even has. Right, and. That's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, he's he's made Warner Brothers and the CW a lot of money. And now I don't know if he's made them more money than Kevin Feige's made Marvel, but he certainly made them a lot of money. So, Shmai, what would you do if if uh, if, if uh, I just one day decide you know you've been so great to the show? Here's four hundred million dollars in all cash. What's the first thing you would do? Buy Lucasfilm. <laughs> nah. Nah. You think four million dollars getting you Lucasfilm? Yeah, that's not, that's yeah. not getting me. Yeah. That, that might get you like a uh, that might get you a share. That might <laughs> get you a market that, share. That'll get me some valuable collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> you might be able to get a millennium, a, a mid-sized Millennium Falcon. Uh, yeah, I'd uh, I'd invest in New Generation Podcast Network. Hey, <laughs> company line. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's a company man right there, Jamari Stewart. Um, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's talk about. Uh, the DC streaming service real quick, hearing some stuff that it could be as early as August. Yes. That is, that's wild. Um, very interesting. Uh, I don't believe that we'll get Young Justice in August. That's what that's the first thing that I don't I, I don't know if that's the first thing that I, I hope that we <laughs> I don't believe we'll get Titans in August. But as somebody that recently, as, as recent as like this week or last week, I was looking to watch Young Justice. I was looking to watch, you know, any of these shows. Marvel and DC, any of the animated shows, the only thing I could find was Batman animated series and Superman animated series on the Amazon Prime Instant Video app. So, all these shows went dark. So, if DC came out with the streaming service next month and uh, or two months from now, and we were, all those shows were available, that would be very convenient. Every yeah. DC show they've ever made, any animated show. Because I think I, I imagine like they could have all. DC I comics. feel like they they and maybe again all this could very well be happening in Comic Con. In fact, I think I'd almost ensure that it is. That but makes it, sense. If it's August, it feels a little too close for this us to be still be so in the dark as to what this is. Yeah, we don't have like a concrete idea of what we the have, content is. We have some, some shows. live shows and Young Justice. Like they're announcing shows and, now, and that's <laughs> it. Like we have a live show, Young Justice, a Harley Quinn show, and. What else? Whatever else is on the app. That's why I assume know. it's going to be a ton uh, of like a library archived content. You know, your Young Justice, the Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold, Batman, uh, uh, Beware the Batman. I mean, like, if that's the, I mean, all 
it, the money's worth it. 60s Batman series. Yeah. yeah. Any Superman series I've read, all of them. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably all of those. Super Friends. Yeah, everything. Most likely. Everything. Can I watch BVS? You can. For yeah. the money, EJ. Jesus. It'll be worth Can I get the ultimate cut? <laughs> yeah, you probably get the ultimate cut, <laughs> too. The three-hour three rated R ultimate cut. But, I do um, wonder if they're going to get rid of all... If they're not going to have those movies because they're still being sold. I wonder if we can get the Snyder cut. Oh, that would oh, be... That that would imagine be that People they, would buy that. If they put out, say, yo, we get the Snyder cut on our DC platform. That that would actually probably be a good media that'd be, that'd strategy. That would be a good media strategy, definitely. Um... But yeah, this is this would be very exciting news. I mean, the first, of course, the first question I ask is: Is Young Justice gonna be on out in August? Um, I I mean, they said fourth quarter. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. This would be huge <laughs> if this like oh right I mean, August right is, before is basically the fourth quarter. Close, yeah, it's, yeah, it's late close. August. If they said late August, that's basically the fourth quarter. Or even if it, it say it's un, it comes out in August and they say oh September release date. You know, like three weeks later, you know, Young Justice or in early October or something. That would be crazy. So, so yeah, this is really good news. Have we decided if we're going to recap Young Justice on this show? I keep saying we should. You know, I, I've been saying that since I think we should. it was announced. Even if it's quite Young Justice. It's only half hour. It's so good. It's it's iconic, it's man. It's such a good show. It's, it's the highest what I've heard. I know we've done our I don't, uh, I don't know if this is the, well, you, animated shows that we had the, our Mount Rushmore that we had to get up. Young Justice is very high for me. <laughs> You'll learn very soon. Yeah, rewatched it recently. Oh, no, we did it already. Yeah, did we put that up yet? Yeah, that one we put up. It's the yeah. movies we didn't put up. We got to do that soon. Um, What I've heard, some, some scuttlebutt, is that Young Justice will come out after the release, but Titans might, their premiere might coincide with the release. Okay. They have to do something. That's surprising, because, I mean, I know... I know. I mean, we we've seen set pictures only recently. They now, those for a while, but they that those set pictures could be very old. Yes. But that would be surprising if they were ready for August. For me, at least, that would be surprising. But I mean, August is kind of a while from now. Like, it's like two months. How many episodes is it? Like thirteen. Okay, it's not a full twenty-two. Uh, it's not impossible. It'd be quick. Yeah, and I they, I hope they have a lot of CGI. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, they have to do something for the release. I mean, it would be nice if they had, like, the whole archive. But I feel like they have to have something new mm-hmm. with the release. Because this is a new service. And you don't want it to just be all old stuff. I mean, if they, they're going to try to be, like, Marvel Netflix or it'll just, like, Netflix and have original content like that, you have to have some original content. Oh, yeah. So they're going to... Some, something, something has to come out Something with is it. coming out with the release. Yeah, I agree. It cannot just be... Oh, this is the archive. Archive stuff. Here, you know? watch our stuff, and then in a couple of weeks, we'll, <laughs> a couple of months, we'll have some stuff for yeah. you. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You can't do People will be like, "I'll wait." Yeah, yeah they're just gonna wait. Yeah, like, so I'll, you, I'll wait. And you would have just you 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 would have been better off just holding the platform until that stuff was ready. So I, I tend to agree that it would make sense to just have something ready to go immediately. Um, and if that's the case, then Titans would it seems like it would be that show. I mean, a show like Titans would actually, I think, be easier to put out early than Young Justice because of the art takes a very long time to put together mm-hmm. so it's talked that superboy might be in titans yes i have i've yeah. heard about that i mean that makes uh, sense because it's titans and to be cool uh there's a lot of talk maybe of red hood being in titans but also in young justice season three so <sighs> it could be red hood is in young justice DC season three fam that's gonna be crazy yeah man i mean 
If Red Hood's in Young Justice, I'd be like, no, we're reviewing Young Justice. <laughs> yeah. We gotta talk about this. Yo, Young Justice, oh man. I mean, remember they hit, teased Jason and Todd at the end. They of the absolutely they did. did. And then we, everyone saw that, like, and we were like, yo, what are they doing on Cartoon Network right now? <laughs> and oh man, they 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 go with Young, they go with Jason Todd. Um, that would be that'd be something. And uh, I think we're all super excited about uh, the Young Justice return of season three. By the way, that news came out on the James Bonding podcast and interview with Danny Snow. So just to do that, uh, Danny Snow, the DC Entertainment Community Manager. So just to put that news out there. Okay, last news of the day before we talk about Cloak and Dagger. Um, it seems like uh, we were saying farewell to Kid Flash, the actor. Um, I was getting, wasn't the first name? Uh, Keenan. Oh, it's just Keenan? Okay, the way it's spelled is weird. Keenan Lonsdale. I uh, said that he has decided to uh, leave Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. So he's leaving the Arrowverse right now. He penned a very long letter. I'm not going to read. It wasn't that long, but I'm not going to read the whole letter. But he essentially made it as saying, I guess a big thing was that it's not definitely not a total goodbye or a see you never situation because Wally West will still be around when you need him most. It's just it won't be full time anymore. So he's definitely taking some time off. Obviously, if you followed him, uh, he's recently come out uh, as bisexual, and he's had a drastic change in terms of his look over the last years, in terms of his personal life. And you've seen even a little bit of it uh, on the shows if you've watched the shows the last several years. So the, the when you've seen what's happened, I'm not that surprised. It seems like this is a, a gentleman who definitely has a lot of stuff he wants to do outside of the Flash and Arrowverse. I saw that immediately as soon as... Um, we started to see some of those changes. So, uh, obviously, it's a it's a blow to 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 DC. It's surprising that he's saying that. It's a little surprising that he's saying that. Oh, why must be around? So that means that they're not gonna recast it him. And that's a little a little disappointing for me because I feel like Wally West is someone that I think we were waiting so much for, and. The idea now that he's just kind of just going to be maybe a once-a-season type character for, for the foreseeable future. I'm not necessarily cool with that. But uh, but I'm always cool with someone wanting to do what they want to do. And he's a very, still a very young dude. He's only 26 years old. So uh, so this is what he's planned. But Shamari, what do you make of uh, the end of Kid Flash for now? Uh, I think it's unfortunate. Um, I enjoyed his uh, the role he played in the Flash television series. Um, I thought he added... I thought he added a lot to the show. I thought he added a lot um, as, you know, his own character with his own storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also thought he added a lot to everyone else, too, and their relationships with him. You know, Joe, Iris, Barry, uh, you know, and really just everybody else. Yeah, even Jesse Quick. Yeah, Jesse Quick. You know, I thought, I thought there was good stuff with him. But, you know, I think it's good that he's not going to be totally gone. I mean, I think it would be... It would take an adjustment if they recast him since he's been on the show for a while now. So, so yeah, this is sad news, but, um, you know, we're just glad he's not totally gone. We'll still see him occasionally. Uh, I mean, we, we didn't really need Wally West after the introduction of this uh, Nora, this Allen, Nora Allen Impulse character yeah. or whatever she Do you is. think that, that that's part of the reason why they did this? Why they why they moved him off? Or why they brought her in? Them. Why they brought her in? Like he may have told them, "This is my last season," kind of working with you guys. 
if he did, then he saved the he saved the season because then they would have nothing to look for. I'd have nothing to look for for next season. There would be no interesting storylines this season. Uh, so if he did, then yeah, thank you. Say, my hope is that that's not the case. But um, nah, I, I feel like that would be a little reactionary to be like, and maybe, but it's possible. Um, <laughs> Can I from notes that maybe it's possible? It's possible. It's certainly possible, but. At, I feel like that's, that, that does seem a little reactionary. Like, well, we got to add in another character. I would Then why wouldn't you? I mean, unless she is Impulse. Why would you bring an Impulse? And just be like, He's a new Kid Flash. Which that could be the case. But I don't get the sense. It seems like she's trying to go back to her time. So, I, I will say that uh, I agree that Wally has been a, 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 a good part of all of these shows. And we will miss Keenan. Um, but I think that the idea that since there is no plans to have him wear the Flash costume at the moment, it's not like you need uh, a sidekick for Barry to be running around with. And the Legends have done done fine with a rotating cast of heroes. Um, they've had different people on every season. So I believe Constantine will be a series regular next season. Right. So as even though Wally was 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 a good part of the team you could fill him in with anyone on that show so i think it's a blow that they could survive i think from obviously from a, a comic book superhero purist standpoint from all of us this is disappointing we won't have wally but it'd be different if grant gustin was like yeah i'm done like you know that would be like uh, well the show's over <laughs> like because where where are we going to go from there where this i think it's, it's tough but i think it's something that all these shows can find a way to move on from and again we wish keenan the best of luck Let's wrap the show talking about Cloak and Dagger for these last few minutes. Um, I really dug the premiere, both episodes. I thought the first episode was better than the second one. <laughs> so, funny story, people. Uh, I started watching the second episode before the <laughs> first one. It was a little bit of a snag food on the DVR we have where I thought that it was all one episode. So, I just watched whatever was the first thing I saw on my DVR. Also, um... DirecTV, fix your DVR, like, interface. It's very confusing now. I, it's not easy to kind of see what's happening. And I always mess up, and this was obviously another example of me screwing up on my own DVR. So that's why I watched the second episode, which maybe has a reasoning why I like the first episode so much more, because I end up splitting, basically stopping the first episode midway and then going Ooh, back to the first episode. And I thought the first episode was actually really drawing and sad and heartbreaking in a way that I did not expect. I knew it would be a darker story, but it, it was darker in a way that even I kind of didn't imagine. And I thought the first episode was outstanding. The second episode I thought was good too. But overall, I thought this was a good. Um, I thought this was a good start. I think the young woman who's playing Dagger right now, I, I'm putting her a little ahead of Cloak in terms of like the performance. I feel like in the kind of the way they're shooting the show, like there's they're doing a really good job of like making this like this is like symbiotic like nature even when they're not together which is only they're only maybe together for like two minutes of this entire uh two episode premiere but like even the way their storylines parallel they're mirroring them, they're yeah. mirroring each other in a way that's really cool and we like to me i think so her acting so far and in, in that role she seems way more comfortable still than the young man playing tyrone uh, I know they're different characters. Tyrone is a little more reserved, obviously. So maybe it's kind of like him trying to find his footing yet. He's not. He's been not been bad, but I think the woman that's played Dagger has been excellent so far. Um, 
But so far, I'm really digging this season. I think that they're on to a good start because this can't be a show, I think, that's about capes and superheroes. I think it has to be very, very grounded. And the stories right now seem very personal. So, so far, uh, I'm with it for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's been pretty good. Um, this is clearly a very personal story. Uh, I mean, I think they're doing a very good job of making this very gritty, very real, very sad. It's a very, very sad story. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm, I think I'm, I'm just hoping it doesn't take too long for them to, for their stories to collide in a way that would make them, you know, uh, not necessarily cloak and dagger like the team, but just like so that they are like in communication with each other, trying to figure out what's going on. I think that's gonna happen soon. Okay, because that I think that's my only thing is I don't want their stories to be too se- separate for too long to the point where it's like, okay, why is this called cloak and dagger? <laughs> you it's know, just cloak, cloak and dagger, dagger. <laughs> and dagger. <laughs> But it's two stories, but we'll see how they collide at this season it's finale. Just, yeah, it's just you a know, weird, like, yeah, it's a weird yeah, way of going about it. Like for us, we know that they're a tandem, so it, we know at some point they will. And I'm sure if you've seen the trailer, you have an idea. Maybe they'll eventually be a tandem. But like, if this was a normal show, I'd be like, why are we following these two separate people who have two totally different stories? Obviously, they're linked by something, but will they ever link up? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a little weird, but. I don't know. It's been uh, it's been okay. You know, it's. I mean, the the pilots always have some sort of interesting underlying story that will unfold at some point. Uh, how they get their powers? That's something we'll we'll have to figure out. Why are Rocks, they late? Roxxon Oil com- Oil. Yeah, company. you know, something will be connected to the Roxxon Oil Corporation. Yeah. The um, Mandarin. Yeah, you know, that's the Mandarin's favorite company apparently. <laughs> um. Shout out to Iron Man 3. Um, there's another movie you have to rewatch right there. Iron Man 3. I had a chance to be one of the great Marvel movies. I did like, uh, speaking about the oil ray, I did like that they, because, they, you know, when I we heard about this show seven years ago, they were talking about making it post-Katrina, but I kind of like that they switched the storyline to be the Gulf oil story. Yeah, that's what I told you. That was like uh, kind of making rocks on BP. Right. That was kind of like, oh, okay, it's different, yeah. you know, and how it affected both of their lives. Um. Yeah, I, I told Shamari though it, this will end up being Cloak and Dagger versus Roxxon. The the dude Liam will end up being evil, I think, at some point. He'll be on the Roxxon side or just another adversary versus Cloak and Dagger. And I don't know. They have to explain their powers. That's the only thing. Uh, but I've just seen so many of these shows, man. <laughs> you know. So many of them, I kind of see some of this stuff coming. Maybe it'll be a twist, but I have my expectations for this show. Um, but it wasn't a spectacular opening. It was a little, like, they tried to do the drama thing, but if you wanted to watch a drama, some sort of teen drama type of show, I mean, there are teen dramas out there that you can watch that aren't necessarily, you know, a superhero show, but might be better, uh... And if you want to watch a superhero show, there are better superhero shows out there. It might not necessarily be. I'm surprised you were so down on it. I thought, I mean, I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I think it was good. I mean, I think it's just finding the mix between the heroes and the first episode was really just drama. Right. That's really all it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't bad necessarily, 
But like, if you're like, say you're like a comic bookie, I wanted to see more you know? powers. I will agree with that. Yeah, say you're like a comic book person, and you're just like, I want to see cloak and dagger. I want to see cloak and dagger. The first episode, you're really not getting any of it. You're just getting an origin, which. But I think I mean, that's kind the of the beginning. Form, it's a formula yeah, it's that a format. worked with. Yeah, it's, it's a, a formula it's a that worked for Runaways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, feel, I think, run, I, I I think, runaway, I think like Runaways I think, is more of a personal. I mean, I don't know runaway, much about. Cloak I would Runaways is a more interesting story. Yeah. Runaways, I think, had yeah. more dynamic characters. Yeah. So their drama, you felt more. I feel like with Cloak and Dagger, I mean, I don't know. I, I, to be fair, I haven't really read much with either of them. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Runaways, as a story and as characters, was more personal to start. Like they they aren't like you know you know keep the keep crusaders you know right. runaways yeah. you know it's a personal story for them so that's right, kind exactly. of what you expect going in. I feel like with cloak and dagger and they all interact they're super heroes. They're heroes right. you know so yeah. it's kind of like you know hawk and dove the hawk and dove show and it's like mostly like not I mean I don't know what the rest of the show is gonna be I feel like you know maybe they could do half and half and half or like maybe three quarters of it is more drama but the last quarter could be more like actual action you know but I feel like with cloak and dagger you expect to see cloak and dagger. As Cloak and what, Dagger, what would, or you would hope that you that's what you'd get. Yeah. You know. What would you guys give this out of 10? I give it an 8. I give it a 7.7. 7. I thought it was these. Probably like a, a 5 or a 6. Wow. wow I say like, 6. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm really surprised by that. I thought it was meh. You know? Okay. I thought it had a chance to get better. Yeah. But... I don't know. Just I mean, so many to me, I do that. feel like, like, to, like, so, like, if I was breaking down that score, because they, I think both, I like the Tyrone story. Both also, of the heroes way better than the other. That's see, that's mm-hmm. crazy to me because I totally. I, mean, I, I like basketball, so I don't know. But see, the basketball <laughs> stuff I thought looked cheap. It was confusing. I, I he's, wearing his, he's wearing his full uniform while running sprints. I, I'm sorry, I'm no more basketball. <laughs> no way but like that. to me, like I, I, you would wear your practice. Yeah, no why was he that. wearing his whole uniform? Like, like I told Shamari, I was like, there's no real indication of whether or not how good is he at basketball. But then yeah. also, like, if he's a star player, why did he get beat up? If he's not that great, why do they care? Like, oh, but, Tyrone, where are you? But also, <laughs> but also, my thing was like they kept trying to point like his anger to like his brother's death. Which I think to me that the stuff of him as a kid was awesome. I think yeah. the adult or teen Tyrone was not as great, but um, but like why? Like to me, if you're a basketball player, no. If a guy's elbow you in the face like several times, you're gonna punch him in the yeah, face. See, I, like, I, I, I think so I'm trying to say, I, oh, like he, he's it's because he has anger issues. I thought I'm like, yo, was, I thought that was a little. I, I would have just pushed the guy. I would have been like, all right, because you're gonna punch the guy. You're gonna you're thrown out. You're suspended. You might be kicked off the team. Yo, but the, he was going. Yo, he was going against Zaza Pachulia Jr. Right? Yeah. Like that guy was that's obviously saying. Like, mad this guy, dirty. This guy was like, you know, pushing his head in the floor. Like, hey, get out of here. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, yo, that's a fight. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if if it was in the park, it would have ended yeah, the oh, yeah, exact, park, exact yeah. same way. I'm just saying, in the middle of the game. I'm <laughs> saying, but you, you gotta know, have anger issues to punch the guy. Doing that, like it, the wrong guy. You as the wrong guy, you are gonna get punched in the face. Yeah, he did go to the wrong. Yeah, this was the 1990s. He would have got punched in the face in an NBA game for doing that. So. I, I totally didn't. I thought that was a little bit of a reach. Like, oh, you have anger issues because some guy was taking like five or six cheap shots and he punched him. I'm like, oh, no, I would probably punch him too. <laughs> yeah. So that I think also. So I think all the basketball stuff never really connected for me, and that's not good because I'm a basketball fan. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that the I will say I thought that one of the more heartbreaking scenes was uh, the. It wasn't really a real flashback, but the, whatever the, the flashback store? was in the grocery store. I mean, that was. Yeah, that was, that was and then you talk about like showing 
uh, of black mothers pain or just like concern for children in the United States right yeah. now and showing it in that way yeah, was picture perfect and I don't mean it in a good way because picture perfect it was so sad yeah. but like it was just artistically exceptionally well done in fact I think a lot of, any of those flash forward flashback scenes they keep doing almost all of them have been hitting very well they're all they're very well done how they're doing that and that was by far I think maybe the best scene I had seen of anything we saw in those first two episodes so um, so it seems like we're very varying, honestly, on this show, which is surprising. Usually we're kind of closer on the same page, but, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. Shamari thought it was pretty good. Kendall, not so much, but we'll keep, uh, I think it was good enough to at least keep watching and see what happens. So you will be getting you guys recaps throughout the first season. And with that being said, that's going to wrap this week's show. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media, Media. Follow us on Twitter at New Generation Pod and Facebook New Generation Media. And follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat MCSam22. Follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart and on Instagram at Action EJ. That does it for now. We'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Kendall, I'm EJ. Peace.